bagel time, Jared. It's bagel time. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. And hi, Jared. Today we're, we're going to be discussing a number of things. Welcome to the podcast. We discuss things. One of the things that, that we often discuss and or I monologue about is uh, dairy-free options. Um, it started because a long time ago, Tammy Baldwin proposed uh, a law. I don't know why I'm I, doing, as you know, Bob. I want to like, I want to, you know, there's the like 9-11 caused X to happen. And it's like seemingly totally unrelated. Uh-huh. there's like that there's like a meme i don't know um i want it like, was yeah it was um 50 shades of gray right yeah yeah I, so 9-11 caused 50 shades of gray i want to know like how the dairy pride act happened like beyond the obvious i want to like find some like cause and effect type things where we could just keep going back and like say this all started in vietnam Uh in 1970 yeah that's something a journalist would do (laughs) anyway please continue uh so tammy baldwin wrote this uh act the dairy pride act um and the gist was that milk is a, a sacred word and we should not allow um these heathens with their coconuts and their almonds and their peas uh, to defile the word um it needs to keep meaning what it means uh, because that's how language works is you legislate it i <laughs> he says in english one of the only languages that is not legislated um that's not i don't think that's true it's there are a lot of languages that are legislated english is not one of them and then nothing happened for years uh <laughs> but now uh, when I go to Whole Foods and I see something on the shelf that says dairy free, um, but it's supposed to be dairy, right? If I see like chips and they're like dairy free, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, but if I see yogurt dairy free, baby, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so recently I went to Whole Foods and they said dairy free and I said, okay, dairy free what? And they said dairy free yogurt. Um, it is made with uh, plants give me a second i I thought hey if i read this label it will give me an answer it didn't um coconut it is made with coconut uh and then probiotics they've got acidophilus and others uh can't forget about the others i love when they just put some biology in my food and call it other um so it's yogurt it's like live cultures and all of that uh and it is made with coconut. Uh, the brand is Kulina. Um, it is proudly women-owned. Um, and the flavor is bourbon vanilla. And it slaps. It's really good. That sounds good. Um, you open it up and it's got the like... T- sometimes when you get like health food yogurt, it's got like bubbles on the top. Because all mm-hmm. of the, the cultures have been like, hey, we're doing our thing and creating pockets of gas. Uh, and they do that. And then there's bubbles on the top of your thing. So you peel the the foil off of the top of your yogurt and it's got little bubbles and you're like, ah, that's how you know that it's real yogurt. 
uh, this coconut yogurt also does that. You peel the top off and it's got little bubbles and you're like, that is real yogurt. Um, and it also is vegan. And that is what I'm here for, as I might have mentioned. So, so Jared, if you're ever in Whole Foods and they say dairy-free, um, you might be interested. But if they say dairy-free Kalina yogurt, uh, I think you will probably be interested. Nice. Personally, the little bubbles and the thought of alive things in my food, uh, it's not real appealing. And I don't eat a lot of yogurt. The thing is, Liz, you are mostly little alive things. You are a whole lot of little bubbles. Hey, Zach, have you ever, ever read um, the book uh, Turtles All the Way Down? I believe I have, yes. Uh, yeah, you're turning me into the main character of that, and I don't like it. <laughs> I I would appreciate it if you stopped. Fair and valid. Uh, <laughs> I think this is good yogurt. I would Good. recommend it. Good. Um, I also have some dairy-free... Uh, cre- well, uh, I have some dairy-free stuff, too. I was at um, a, a grocery store near me, and I was looking for cream cheese to put on my bagels, and they didn't have the kind I like, so I was looking more closely at the cream cheeses. Mm-hmm. And this one caught my eye because it said dairy-free on it. It is the Kite Hill cream cheese alternative made with almond milk. Um, Kite Hill uh, described themselves on this label as plant-based artisans. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not tried it yet. I'm about to. I have two toasted bagel or, you know, one toasted bagel ha- cut into half. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, the way you cut bagels, don't yeah. me specify that. Um, um, the packaging is cute, I would say. Um, it has a fun little shape. It's not quite a a cylinder. It kind of tapers into like a like a cutoff cone. Oh, like yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Maybe that's just to make it look like it's more full than it is. Who knows? Um, it is, let's see, uh, there, yeah, here we go. Uh, it is dairy-free, soy-free, gluten-free, non-GMO, vegan. It has no artificial flavors or preservatives made from live cultures and is kosher, according to the label. Um, I am going to now open it and put it on some bagels and I will give my full review momentarily. Okay gonna get a little bit of asmr maybe i should move my microphone down here just a little bit closer okay so so far it is very soft it might be a little bit because it was sitting out for a little while but it is like much softer than you would expect cream cheese to be not necessarily a good thing or bad thing but notable Mm -hmm. go a little bit more uh, I'm spreading it on top of an everything bagel from a brand I do not remember nor care about. Okay. Is the bagel dairy-free? No clue. <laughs> um, just for a little bit of... Uh, I'm really excited about this. I have it all spread. It's all... Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Um, mm-hmm. 
But just for a little bit of context, I've been eating a bagel with cream cheese uh, every morning for like a couple months now, and I've been living my best life, I think. Um, and I'm gonna pin that all on having a morning breakfast bagel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm really excited to try this, and I have really high hopes. So put that 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 is your grain of, grain of salt. I'm gonna get it right up close to the microphone. Okay, that was too close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what does that remind me of? It's like a. It's like, it tastes like a Ritz cracker. Is is that, that the bagel or the cream cheese? That is the cream cheese for sure. Hmm. I've eaten these bagels for several months now, every day. And that is a new flavor. Ritz cracker is not a flavor I dislike. It's kind of buttery. Mm-hmm buttery is a good word it's kind of dry it's like drier than i imagine cream cheese to be it's definitely uh got that kind of graininess that is distinctive of like nut milks Mm -hmm. um it's not nearly as like i think it is literally as smooth as dairy dairy full uh cream cheese but Mm -hmm. kind of tastes less smooth if that makes sense okay yeah i would say it's decent i think if you this isn't as good as dairy cream cheese Mm-hmm. That that is easy to say. It's not bad, and if you really like cream cheese, uh, perhaps on a bagel even, uh, then this would be an okay thing to put on your bagel. Um, or rather, if you really like cream cheese on your bagel but don't want to eat dairy, this would be a fine thing to put on your bagel. But um, I think better, I think probably something better is possible. Okay. Would you be willing to just have a, like a spoonful of the cream cheese and evaluate it that way now that you've had some on the bagel? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have uh, a small, I'm going to put a small bit on the knife I used to scrape okay. the butter. No one tell my mother. It was a and then you're going to put your tongue on the knife? Yeah, I'm going to put my tongue on this butter knife, and you know what? Nothing bad's going to happen. I actually did cut my tongue with a butter knife the other day uh, <laughs> out of that exact same kind of hubris. It really, it really has that Ritz cracker kind of feeling. And I think, like, it, the aftertaste of almond milk, if you are if you kind of know what I'm talking about, is very, okay, yeah. very present. Yeah. So Which is not what necessarily was the... a bad thing. It's just, like, very different than, a, like, a dairy cream cheese. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What was the primary ingredient in there? Almonds. Almonds. Yeah. Ingredients, almond milk, which they subcategorize into water and almonds. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Um, Salts, enzyme, a gum, lactic acid, citrus acid. Citric acid. Mm-hmm. It's good enough. All that right. That's my official rating. Uh, what would you give it out of um, inner city transportation options? Um, I would give it your friend that, or your acquaintance that you know and like has a car and would is willing to drive you around for seemingly no reason like they're not going to that place and it's a little bit like why are you taking this much time out of your day to drive me to another city but like Mm. nothing bad nothing bad happens everything's good just it's just a little bit weird okay moreover i'm gonna i'm gonna say this with my mouth full so that Mm -hmm. i just can cut it out later um I think I will be finishing it. It's not like, you know, I'm not going to throw it out. I'm probably going to finish the cream cheese, the dairy cream cheese I have first, though. Yeah. If this stuff went bad, you would not be distraught about it. Speaking of things that, like, just make me feel a little weird... But don't, like, you know, just, like, kind of bad vibes and nothing, like, actually explicitly harmful happened. I'm off Twitter. Or rather, I'm off Twitter. Um, I I feel like I just, like, finally broke recently. Uh, mm-hmm. It was making me sad, basically, every time I opened the app. <laughs> And I don't know what that's about necessarily. Um, my account was, I, I changed it to protected. Uh, so I had to explicitly allow someone to see my tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this took a lot of the pressure off. And then I just kind of stopped tweeting because. Nobody's going to see it. And so. Yeah. Like my, the, like, my... weird fantasy of twitter that people are going to see your twitter and like you that's just gone and um it was a relief honestly because like i didn't mostly i just was trying to i would write something funny down i'd write it in my drafts and then i'd be like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend the mental energy going through every way i could possibly be canceled for this should should I be worrying about that? <laughs> Probably not, but it's like it was something that was happening in in my mind and it was stressful uh-huh. and then I just stopped doing it. So I have a lot of drafts that are just tweets. And some of them were pretty good. Mm-hmm. But none of them will see the light of day. You um, could make a compilation screenshot and send it to me. I will appreciate them all. <laughs> Maybe. I've to, I'd have to reinstall the app, so um oh twitter drafts yeah twitter drafts not drafts drafts um 
and, and yeah, so like just just lurking, I suppose, was fine for a little while, but eventually, like, I felt like genuine anger boiling up inside me whenever I uh, opened the app because of this or that that's happening or like we're talking about this now uh this or that person has a bad take uh doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. it's just like and i like kind of was like this sucks yeah uh and then for like three days i was like i'm just not gonna open twitter whenever like whenever i have the urge to open twitter i'm just not gonna open twitter and then I couldn't do that because I guess it was just a habit. And then mm-hmm. I would get angry and then <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not going to tweet at someone, especially like if I'm not tweeting my own thoughts, I'm certainly not going to like being reply to people, you know? Um, right. So I especially do, yeah. invisibly. Yes, exactly. Like just so my 12 Twitter followers could see the, how much more woke uh-huh. I am or whatever. <laughs> Um, so I deleted the app. Um, I didn't delete my account just in case, I guess, but I deleted Uh the app to just like break this habit. Um, and we're, we're still looking for results on that. I'm not quite ready to give my official review of that, (laughs) but, um, what it has done is leave a hole in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. I still want an app to kill time with that is mostly based around reading because sometimes I need a little extra something to do with my brain while watching a show or something. Okay. That was a situation that Twitter was really good for. Uh, So I downloaded NetNewsWire and I'm looking for RSS feeds that I should be reading. I'm hoping this will, uh, you know, Fill fill the void. Mm-hmm. I am going to caution you uh, that at least the way that I engage with NetNewsWire is very different than the way that I do Twitter. That I feel much more like, okay, I can just scroll past this thing on Twitter. Um, and NetNewsWire, there's a little more like, I am going to click into this story and look at it. Um. The scrollability of net newswire is less. Mm. If that's a thing you're looking for, cool. Um, but I think the like I'm going to half watch TV and half scroll is impacted when you're not in an app that is designed for scrolling. Okay, this is good like, information. You can you can still scroll on the app, but you don't scroll between things the same way. Right. That said, hell yeah, welcome to the wonderful wonderful world of RSS. Uh, let me go get my iPad because that's where all of my feeds are. Sounds good. Okay, so you've got NetNewsWire. Um, the thing with NetNewsWire is that you can use... This doesn't know my face with a microphone in front of it. Here we go. Uh, you can use feeds on your iPad. You can use feeds on your phone. You can use feeds through iCloud. Uh, or you can sync to a feed service. Um, I would say probably start with iCloud if you are starting now. Unless you already have a feed service. 
I think I will be doing iCloud then. You also can get a self-hosted feed service, but I have not had luck with that yet. That sounds fun. That sounds like a fun project for later. <laughs> okay, so there are some that default um, into your NetNewsWire, I'm pretty sure, when you download it. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably have, during Fireball, you probably have... Um, uh, what is it? Kotki. Six colors. Six colors. Um, yep, I got Kotki. Uh huh. I got a bunch if, of other things too. I just don't know most of them. Yeah. Um, if you vibe with those, go for it. If you go through ten posts of theirs and you're like, eh, then just let let it out into the wind. It does not matter. Okay. Um, they just don't want you to open it up an app and get a totally empty app. Sure. Uh, I think that makes sense. Um, let me look through. I can tell you about the f- people that I follow or the blogs that I follow. And then I can tell you if I think that that's a thing you might be interested in or in what context. That'd be perfect. Um, uh, I've got Dan Liu, D-A-N-L-U-U, um, who does some like thinking about programming kind of productivity type of stuff okay uh which is interesting sometimes and condescending sometimes my favorite (laughs) uh john gruber with daring fireball uh which i mentioned before i usually don't agree with him uh for a while there, he was the only like person providing me Apple news. And so I was following for that. And now it's, it's so that I can see a viewpoint I don't agree with in a thing that is low stakes. Yeah, that, that feels good to me. I, li- I like a low stakes disagreement. Um, I have been absolutely loving faster than lime. Uh, he does coding, teaching stuff. A lot of it recently has been in Rust. Um, there's been a lot of Go that he's done. Uh, some of it is just like, how does the linker work in Linux? That's good uh, stuff. I want to read that. Yeah. And it's like hour-long articles a lot of t- the time. So, um, Okay. I'm imagining like really long form foon threads basically for very particular things yeah all right nice um if you want to go through the rigamajig of getting your twitter account authenticated you can i think add twitter feeds Yeah, if you go into add extensions on NetNewsWire, you can add Twitter feeds. And so you could say, just give me the Foon feed. That's very cool and extremely useful advice. And I'm writing it down because I I do want to see Foon threads. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't use that because when I thought about setting that up, I had set my password for Twitter to a thing that I couldn't remember. 
um, on purpose, but you know, sometimes that has effects on your life. Uh, Furbo is a default. Uh, he posts like once a year, so <laughs> very low stakes. Okay. To add a, him as a follow. Um, uh, there's the Net Newswire news RSS feed itself. Um, those are my on my iPad ones. Let me look now at Feedly. Uh, I have been very much enjoying the pudding. Like the food? Yeah. Um, they are usually better articles to view in Safari. Um, mm. But it's a good chance to like get it into your feed so you can look at it. Um, they looked at... like they, So they are a group of people who do data visualization about this or that thing and so it's like really interesting data visualization really interesting graphics on whatever thing they're trying to to point out um i follow serious eats recipes they have not posted anything to that rss feed in a long time um i follow a local newspaper on milwaukee um there's probably an equivalent one for Madison that you're just like, oh, cool. And they post, you know, hey, this weekend, here's this thing going on. And every once in a while I go, yeah, let me go do that thing. Um, and so I have liked that. Um, there's a Sirtis Stone guy. <laughs> Hasn't been active super recently, but. Uh... A busy person, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, Mac Drifter, who I heard about from Merlin Man, is a little bit data science and a little bit just like life going on. Um, Waxy.org by Andy Biao, B A I O, Bio. Uh, and let me think about why he is Andy. He founded XOXO, um, but mostly he just posts cool links. It's kind of like a Kotki kind of thing where most of the time he's just linking out to other places. Okay. Um, uh, could you give me the name again? Waxy.org. Got it. Um, Corey Doctorow also has a blog role of some sort uh, that I saw go past and didn't engage with but that might be a thing worth looking into okay cool tools is one a little bit more on the uh like twitter side that you can just like click into it and scroll through as much as you you have the patience for Mm. um but it's just cool stuff it's soldering tips or it's um here is my particular morning routine or it's i try and think of um here's the impact driver set that i use uh i i would recommend dry shampoo it's just all sorts of stuff that people uh recommend all right and then i've got some urban planning ones that are mostly just people who talk about maps i don't know if that's your thing uh Maybe if I maybe we'll, we'll revisit that maybe in a little while. Uh huh. 
So those are the ones that I would recommend. But also, mostly, I just like move through the world. And when I realize that something has an RSS feed or somebody has an RSS feed, and also once you start looking at blogs, people with blogs talk about other people with blogs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so every once in a while, you will just get more, right? I recently just saw somebody's sprawling post they link to one thing and then that link to all the people who made it and then they all link to other people who they were like hey this person writes cool blogs and so uh i added a couple more things from that just because i was clicking around and exploring and i found um more folks who look like they write cool things nice um okay this is very valuable information i appreciate it um, are there any like settings or like methodologies for using net newswire that mm-hmm. will just like enhance my experience? I want to, I want to get, you know, I want to do it as best as I can, you know? Yeah. To be honest, I haven't really played around with the settings all too much. I would recommend not having badges on because I don't think that's the reason that you're using Net Newswire. It's anything that a badge would give you. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and turn that off. I am usually spending most of my time either in the Today or the All in Red views. I don't have a whole bunch of settings for you to poke around with either. Okay, um, that's fine. Um, I usually do the two up view. So usually just the, whatever the feed is on the left and then the article on the right. Uh, uh, you can okay. do a full screen, view the article, and then page up and down between articles. Or you can do, if you go sideways on an iPad at least, three up. I guess this is all I'm talking about, iPad things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see all of your feeds and then this particular feed and then this particular article, and that's too much, and you can just go back to two. Okay. Okay. Nice. Feeling good about that. Yeah. There are, I imagine, more things to explore within the world of RSS readers. NetNewsWire is just the one that is good enough for me. That's reasonable. Um, For me, it was the one that didn't do too much stuff. (laughs) Like, I, I... I think I had a Feedly at some point, uh-huh. and it just did too much stuff. I didn't like how much stuff it did, especially because a lot of that stuff didn't happen on device, and that's like a value of mine. Like, just too much cloud. It's an RSS reader. None of it needs to be in the cloud. Mm-hmm. One thing, if I ever look for more RSS, a different RSS reader would be to exclude things from a feed. Uh, because mm-hmm. sometimes the place that posts about here's what's happening on the weekend also posts like here's a recap of the bachelorette and i don't i don't really need to see a recap of the bachelorette and so if i could say all the times when they say bachelorette ignore it i'm i'm willing to miss out on a couple of those mm-hmm. uh that is maybe a feature that some rss reader somewhere has um but net newswire does not to the best of my understanding well it's open source so you can just add it I 
don't know Swift UI, and I think they are pretty particular about the kind of things that get added to their open source project. Fork it. Yeah. You honestly you don't you don't even need to fork it. You can just download it, change what you want, and put it on your phone. Uh, no. 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 What do you mean no? I'm not gonna do that. Okay, that's fair. You mentioned that you want to have your own personal server and uh, a fresh RSS instance would definitely be the kind of thing to do with your own personal server for sure. For sure. I, yeah, I, uh, it's one of the, it's one of those things like if I, I feel like if I just have enough things that I could do with a personal server, then I'll finally get around to doing it. Ah. So I'll add it to the list. <laughs> I should make an actual list so I don't, because it, it, a, a list is no good if you can't remember the first thing on the list. One of my favorite features of drafts is that I don't have to think about it. Um, <laughs> it can just be a hole into which everything goes, and then I <laughs> don't worry about it at all. Um, and then sometimes I go back through and they're like, here's just an entirely blank draft you made at some point, and I can move that to the trash. Um, archive it, Zach. Never delete anything, even I blank archive drafts. everything, but when they are blank. <laughs> um, I hi, welcome to the worrying bugs, where I turn every uh every like third episode into an episode about how I still don't have my digital life in order. Um, I still have uh to do a subscription they just auto renewed it because i still have stuff in todoist it doesn't need to be there you you allowed them to auto renew because you have stuff in it yeah correct yeah okay uh and one of these days one of these days zach you'll just run your life out of drafts and your life can be just a little just a big digital black hole and there doesn't need to be any of this organization crap that to do is tries to force on you well you see the thing is i already do run my life out of drafts the digital black hole um it's just that all of the 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 previous digital black hole i was operating off of was todoist and there are some things in todoist that i would like to hang on to before i delete my account such as all of the things that i said uh this could be worrying bugs a worrying bugs topic those are all sitting there in todoist and not in drafts and then i go what do i want to do for worrying bugs topics right now and i search for the worrying bugs tag and i don't find any of the old things seems like a seems like a five minute sort of transfer but i do understand that sometimes that's difficult you know i think actually you are correct in that 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 one would be a five minute transfer and then probably what I could do is just do a bunch of five-minute transfers day by day. Yeah. yeah. Crazy how you can you can break tasks up into smaller subtasks, and then they Whoa, seem more hey, accomplishable. Hey, hey, that's sounding like organization. <laughs> Knock it off. We don't do that here. <laughs> Digital black holes, they, they're very easy to form. Uh, you just have to, like, not pay a lot of attention to where you're putting all the stuff. Um, for Zach, that might be 
drafts. For me, it might be my downloads folder. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you just download. I I say I say I says to myself, "That's a cool Minecraft mod. I'm gonna download it so that I don't have to keep this tab open." And then it's just in in my dr- downloads forever because I never look in my downloads. And well, and yeah, now downloads is a task list, and so you can't just like go through your downloads and delete stuff because some of it is tasks and not downloads. <laughs> um, and recently, my backblaze, my my backblaze, my backblaze client thing. Uh, has been popping up a window that says, hey, hey, um, your computer is almost out of disk space, and that's going to make it very hard to back up for some reason. Um, probably there's something, something, APFS, ding. Um, more space is required for us to back up your stuff. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Got, I got it. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Close. Let me, let me play Minecraft now. Um <laughs> I am familiar with this dialogue. <laughs> um, and so, and recently I was like, okay, I'm going to boot up Omni Disk Sweeper and check out what is taking up so much space. Okay. Um, and like, it's the usual stuff. It's Xcode, it's Docker, and it's worrying bugs. Um, Docker, I could just get rid of. I was mostly using it for classes in college. Um, there's not much I could do about Xcode. I suppose I could delete some simulators or something, uh, Mm -hmm. but it probably wouldn't be super worth it unless I was going to uninstall Xcode entirely, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, because once in a while, I want to just make an app and... It, there's already a lot of startup costs to mm-hmm. like starting a new project like that. I don't want to have have download Xcode to be in, to be one of them. Um, and then there's the worrying bugs folder, which contains every project that hasn't been released to Patreon yet, which is <laughs> when I've when which in my process is when I <laughs> offload it onto an external disk. <laughs> Oop. Um, it's taking up, uh, roughly 250 gigabytes <laughs> of my 500 gigabyte SSD. So I made a decision, Zach. Um, I'm just going to keep all the worrying bugs files on an external disk. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll pull them back when I need them because editing logic files off of an external disk is a silly thing to do. Um, and like the files themselves are not super huge. Like that's like a, that's a 30 second file transfer, you know, per mm-hmm. project. So like I can pull them back and push them back. No problem. Um, of course I'm making sure that I have at least three copies before I delete them off my hard drive though. Um, and so I got, the copy, I got the copy on the on the hard drive. I got the time machine backup, and I got the backblaze backup. And I'm just waiting for backblaze to finish, and then I will have literally half of my hard drive 
back. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about like, what am I going to do with like roughly double the amount of storage that I had before? Um, and I came up with a few ideas, um, but maybe, maybe I just, maybe I just leave it. Maybe I just like let it fill up naturally you know maybe i just like give give myself 250 gigabytes of black wholeness who knows wiggle room yeah um i I used to have a windows partition on it um (laughs) i might put that back Uh if i if i have that much space i might put that back so i can play doom doom eternal because i really enjoyed it but then it needed an update otherwise it wouldn't play and the update was too big. <laughs> oh, uh, so I deleted the Windows partition. Um, so that is roughly what my hard drive looks like right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, I got, so of course I brought it here and I'm wondering, Zach, uh, what does your laptop's hard oh, drive God. look like? So this is, you were, I was saying, let me start that thought over again. <laughs> this is something I'm familiar with. Uh, you were talking about the that that dialogue where Backblaze says you don't have enough space to to back up safely. Um, and the thing is, I usually do. Sometimes my time machine file gets a little old, mm-hmm. uh, like a couple weeks. Uh, but the thing is, my time machine is uh, part of the connection to my whole desk set up. There's just one cable and that includes the time machine. Um, uh, so most of the time I don't have to worry about it. I have a 500 gigabyte startup disc. It is definitely soldered onto this computer. If it were M.2 life would be a whole lot different. I would purchase an M.2 one terabyte startup disc, maybe even two terabytes and partition it. However, Mm -hmm. I have a soldered on uh, 500 gigabyte drive. Uh, Sometimes it will get to the point. It has gotten to the point in the past, uh, specifically when I was doing my TikTok comps, uh, that I had maybe 10 gigabytes of space. That's not enough. That was not enough. Uh, But I, that's not enough. Uh, and and it was not enough in a way that I could not open up the Final Cut projects because there wasn't enough space to load uh, the videos into Swap. I'm pretty sure is what was happening. That's rough, Zach. <laughs> That's really rough. Uh, so what I ended up doing then is I juggled my video my other video files the the two vlog files that are kind of currently in progress uh for very lenient definitions of in progress um (laughs) onto a different drive and then i brought the files i wanted to edit and i edited those and then i removed them and that was okay and then i could install whatever game it was that i wanted to install but had to uninstall um because it was taking up too much space and I only had 10 gigabytes to do all this stuff. So that's the worst my drive has ever been. Right now I have 80 gigabytes free and I wish I had more. Always. Always. 
Um, the majority of things that I'm up against, 333 of those gigabytes are my user folder. Uh, I've also got system is 22 gigabytes and Final Cut Pro alone is 3.4. Um, mm-hmm. Backblaze is 2.7 and the hidden space uh, snapshots purgeable space is 9.7 and still hidden is 11. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and then I've got that user folder and mm-hmm. more than half of the user folder is two vlogs. Uh, the thing is they are video files and then the file, the information you need to edit video files. Uh, that is not a light load and Apple did not design final cut with the thought in mind of like, maybe this person will only have 500 gigabytes and want to (laughs) run their whole life with just two half finished projects sitting on their hard drive. Uh, And then the rest of it, I've got some Docker, you know, whatever Docker takes up 6.7. That's not that bad. Uh, And 38 gigabytes is steam. Just and like games and stuff. 26 of those 38 gigabytes are Transport Fever 2. <laughs> you know, uh, when you were describing that game to me, uh-huh. uh, it, I did not expect it to be that large. <laughs> I think the thing about Transport Fever 2 is that you can zoom in really, really closely. But the main <laughs> gameplay loop is not you zooming in very closely on anything <laughs> 19 of those 26 gigabytes are textures that's a lot that's a lot of textures we got 3.3 gigabytes of train <laughs> uh, 1.4 gigabytes of wagon shinkansen os is a whole 148.2 megabytes all on its own. So that is the state of my storage. Uh, I'm not proud of it. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Zach. Yeah. Uh, I also have... What is that? I've got my Time Machine backup. I've got Backblaze backing up. I've got a hard drive, a USB-C hard drive here um, that has all of my other video projects on it. Um, I've got a couple S3 storage buckets that have all of my old, old code. Um, mm. it would be the S3 storage bucket for old code, S3 storage bucket for old videos, and there might even be one for old audio projects. Recently, I became aware that there are a bunch of DVDs uh, floating around that have all of the the plays that I have ever been in recorded on them. And it would be really cool if I could put those somewhere. Yeah. uh, Like a Plex. Yeah, you should rip those. Um, That would require getting a drive that is capable of ripping something. And if I'm already going to spend money on ripping something, then I should get a Blu-ray cracked drive for ripping blu-rays right uh because of course why not yeah Um, absolutely 
and then I need to get a server to put all those Blu-ray files on, and that is not going to be cheap because Blu-ray files are not small. Um, like, I agree, Blu-ray files are not small, uh, but like, servers, like, hard drives are relatively cheap, and like, you can run a Plex off a Raspberry Pi, you could, you could get away with something there um a, but can you raid raid raspberry pie it seems like something that someone's done building the fastest raspberry pie nas with sata raid <laughs> i became aware recently of the ways in which uh you can have a sata m.2 ssd or you can have a pcie m.2 ssd and -hmm. they are categorically different speeds yeah Uh, the pcie one is so much faster yeah like absurdly faster from what i remember when i looked into it i would go from pretty much constantly being drive throttled with with a, a computer i'm working with to never having to think about the fact that i have a drive at all it might as well just be memory and now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. You don't have to pay attention to the podcast that you're listening to. They won't know. They won't be mad at you. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Jared, if you want to tell me your favorite dairy-free cream cheese. Or if you have a blog that you think I should check out and add to my net newswire. Uh, you can reach out and tell me about it. I'm on Twitter at 